Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors with an office in Overland Park. You can find us online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, great to be with you this week. How are you? I'm doing great. So before we hopped on the podcast, we were chatting over fantasy football and what a (laughs) whacked out week it just was. And I was chatting it, I was chatting through this with one of my daughters. I said, you know, I had to do a podcast on the similarities between fantasy football and retirement planning. <laughs> she goes, Dad, that'd be awesome. But then I thought, I wonder how many of our listeners are actually in fantasy football leagues. And so if you're not, the podcast wouldn't mean anything to you. So I'm still working on that, but, but we may just roll one of those out here before the end of the football season. Well, we could certainly do a... Uh how about we broaden it a little bit to football and financial planning, and then part of the episode could have a dynamic of the fantasy side of things. <laughs> and now you're talking. That's a great idea. What? All right, we'll work on that. Maybe in the next couple of weeks we can knock that out. I love it. We can take that in a lot of, a lot of different directions uh, if we break it out that way. <laughs> yeah, so. hopefully some good directions. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, we won't try and get into uh, gambling stuff too much on the show. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> save that. Let the sports shows handle that side of the equation, right? For sure. Oh, very good. Well, uh, speaking of being either broad or specific, today's show will actually be a pretty specific program. Uh, we're talking about, and you probably saw in the title, something along the lines of should you trust uh, should your trust be your IRA beneficiary? And I'm looking forward to this, David, because I don't know, I guess just the thought hadn't really crossed my mind of making a beneficiary not an actual person, and then the reasons why you would do this, and then you were giving me a little preview of the episode beforehand, and there's been a few changes to kind of this whole conversation and this dynamic over the last several months or last year or two as well, due to some of the things that have come down from the government. So looking forward to getting the skinny on this whole conversation. So yeah, trust, IRA beneficiary, what's it all about? Well, so uh, there's some good reasons for people to have trusts. Now, a lot of them have to do with inheritance. And since the inheritance amounts without any estate tax have gone up so much over the last three or four or five years, and likely to come back down if, if Biden and, and his crew have a, have a say to it. But right now you can give, each spouse can give $11.7 million away and have no estate tax. So there are, there are really good reasons to have trusts, but probably 90 or 95% of the, of the listeners to our podcasts, it's really arguable that you would need a trust. Here are a couple of good reasons. If you're young married and you have kids and you both end up dying in the same accident, car accident, plane accident, well, your minors are going to need to be taken care of. And a lot of times a trust can be used really well for that. Sometimes I've seen, I have clients that have spendthrift heirs and they're saying, you know what, if, if my son or daughter gets all this money at one time, well, they're going to blow through it and have nothing. I have other clients that have set, they're in second marriages. And what they're doing with their trust is separating uh, premarital assets so that when one dies, their assets go to their family and not necessarily or not totally to their second spouse. And then maybe most importantly, if you have a special needs child, well, they definitely, 
almost certain they're going to need a special needs trust. Those are some good reasons to have trusts. There are some really bad reasons to have a trust as the beneficiary of your IRA. Now, I see that a lot in my business, and I've seen it way more in the past than I do now. So I guess the reason to do that, would to have it like that, would be if you have heirs that you don't believe would act responsibly, and you want to control things from the grave. But there are a lot of older trusts, and I've seen these, that say, my IRA is the, benef- is the beneficiary, and this son or daughter is going to get only my required minimum distributions until they die, at which point my grandchildren are going to inherit the IRA. And that used to be okay until 2019, when Congress passed the SECURE Act. And so they passed so many acts over the last couple, two or three years, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, unbelievable to, sp- to know that people wouldn't remember which one that is. But I've this started is the- to lose track a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and probably more on the way. But the key element of this, of the SECURE Act that we're talking about today, is that most non-spouse beneficiaries of an IRA, including a trust, have to clean that IRA out within 10 years. If you inherit an IRA from your spouse, you can continue to hold that IRA as your own and keep it for your entire lifetime and take out your required distributions. But if you're not the spouse, and with a few other exceptions, you have to clean it out within 10 years, and there are no required distributions during that 10 years. So one of the main reasons that I wanted to bring up this podcast topic today is, let's say that you're creating your trust, and you say... Maybe you created it five years ago, but you're still living. And upon your death, the trust inherits the IRA, and it starts paying out under the terms that I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Uh, These uh, IRAs go to my son and daughter. They get the required distributions. And after they die, my living grandchildren at that time get the IRAs in equal amounts. The problem with that is now when you die, there are no required minimum distributions for an inherited IRA. So your son and daughter wouldn't get even a penny, and the executor couldn't change that because you set the terms before you died. So it's not like people could look at it and say, oh, well, here's what dad meant, or here's what mom meant. <laughs> no, they're just going to follow the rules that were set up. And then to make matters worse, son or daughter get nothing for 10 years. And in year 10, at the end of year 10, they have to take the entire amount, which is fully taxable. So let's say it's a half million dollar IRA and they get they have to wait 10 years and over 10 years if that thing grows by 7% a year well that million that half million dollar IRA is going to be worth a million dollars. And then in the 10th year they have to take the entire million dollars out all at once in one tax year. And that is going to create a very large tax bill. Even if they're not still working, they may be retired, they may be still working, but that's going to be an extra million dollars that the IRS is going to latch on to at the highest marginal tax bracket. At this point, that would be 36% plus an excise tax of maybe three at the point that they actually, the 10-year clock runs, well, it's probably over 40%. Plus, they get to pay 5% to Topeka or 5% to Jeff City or wherever their, their state happens to be. So you can have 
a significant unintended consequence by having named your trust as the beneficiary of your IRA. Here's what I think is the payoff pitch for this. It's kind of the bottom line is if you believe that your heirs are going to act responsibly, then you ought to just name those heirs as the beneficiary of those IRAs. Again, this is not specific advice for you because I don't know you and I don't know your specific situation. But generally speaking, it is advisable, it's perfectly advisable to have actual persons named as the beneficiary of your IRAs, your 403Bs, your 457s, and your 401Ks, and not have it run through a trust. You probably end up with the result that you actually want, and you're not going to run afoul of any of these new, new rules that were passed under the SECURE Act. So that's what I would say as a general rule. That ought to be your default. And if you think you have specific family situations, well, talk to somebody like an estate planning attorney. Talk to somebody like me who can act as a fiduciary for you and give you some good advice as to how to get around uh, the special situations that you find in your own life. Very interesting, David. So if I were to go and, and Google this question, should you should your trust be your IRA beneficiary, I might see a lot of search results from back in 2018, 17, 16, and before that, that might paint this as a much better decision than it is now, now that these changes have happened. That is exactly right and so well said. When you When you do those Google searches, there are years and years of prior articles. But something really needs to be written in 2020 or later to include this type of information as you go about making your best decision. That's helpful to know and uh, very, very good to think about. And uh, there you have it. Some good information on should your trust be your IRA beneficiary. And if you have additional questions about this, please don't hesitate to ask. By the way, I went ahead and Googled that, David. And sure enough, on the front page, about half of the links seem to be from, you know, before <laughs> the rule changes. So a little bit out of date information. It's that, that easy to make a, a slip up or a mistake when you're trying to do these things on your own sometimes. If you've got a question, please reach out to David, whether it's about trusts and IRA beneficiaries or some other topic related to your finances and retirement. Call 913-317-1414 to get in touch. That's 913-317-1414. Or go online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. And we'll put links and all the contact info in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. David, thank you for the help, and uh, we'll look forward to another good conversation with you next week. Yeah, I will look forward to that as well, Walter. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time right back here on the Cover Your Assets KC Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and KC Financial Advisors are independent of each other. For full disclosures, please visit our website at www.coveryourassetskc.com.